0: We'll <laughs> Episode. Oh, is it seven? I don't know. I thought it was eight. I
1: think you might be thinking episode eight because we did record something that we decided to scrap. Yes. And that was seven. So this would be eight in your mind, but it's actually going to be episode seven.
0: Welcome to episode seven. (laughs) Guys. Oh, my God. We're so glad to finally be recording because we've been trying to publish for a while. And I don't know about you all, but January has been hectic. Yeah. Um, I feel like we always say that, but I feel like for sure January has just been like like a rush of emotions, like busyness, and just trying to get everything in order.
1: Yeah, I think that it has to do with like... All of the chaos for, like, end of October, November, December. Yeah. And then January, you're getting a chance to kind of, like, slow down, stop, see how you're feeling, and then get back on track. And it all kind of seems to happen all at once. Yes. It just feels overwhelming.
0: Yes. And I read somewhere that February or end of February is actually when the true New Year energy begins. So, like, January, you're still kind of closing Mm -hmm. um, that last chapter of, like, last year. And then February, we should start going. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Please don't forget to follow us on our Instagram account Mm -hmm. at... Sam underscore and underscore OSY. Yes, and we've actually been getting a lot of messages from our listeners with, like, ideas for new topics. So, thank you guys for that. Um, keep hitting us up. We will eventually get to the topic um, if we feel like, oh, my God, we just have to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so just keep writing to us. We really enjoy hearing from you all. Um, what else? Any, any more news? Oh, yeah. Um, we're gonna be having reels with like polls um for certain topics so please make sure that you're commenting on the post Mm -hmm. um so we have some interaction going on with you guys yeah we're gonna put it on
1: our stories first and then create a reel with it so we can get input from everybody on the various topics we're going to be discussing
0: yes speaking of topics today's topic Sam and I are always getting into, like, these deep discussions where we're, like, I don't know, what do you call it, like, dissecting. hmm And it always comes from something random,
1: like we're talking about like a meal we had yesterday and then Mm -hmm. somehow we've fallen down this deep rabbit hole of like, (laughs) what does yesterday even mean? Yeah. Where did the word come from?
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's always a lot of fun when we fall into this, we're like, Oh my God, this is going to be our next episode topic. And
1: we've got a list that just keeps growing.
0: Yes. Um, which is great because then that just means we have a shit ton of content to Mm -hmm. cover. Mm -hmm. Um, but with this topic, We were speaking about people in our lives and, like, how some of them are not self-aware. And then we just started asking ourselves, like, what is Mm -hmm. self-awareness? And I feel like now thinking about the new year, this is the perfect topic to kind of dive into... Um, self-awareness, how we can be more self-aware just so that we have better relationships with ourselves and other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is kind of like the perfect topic for right now. Um, What do we know about self-awareness? Like what does it mean?
1: So the oxford dictionary yes describes it as conscious knowledge of one's own character feelings motives
0: and desires okay i feel like i knew that but also there's other things attached to that okay so what is self-awareness to you sam um so before we dived
1: into what do all these different words and parts of this topic mean? Self-awareness for me was, like, being able to recognize a feeling or emotion or behavior and being able to reflect on it. Mm -hmm. Um, After looking into all of this, I realized that my description for self-awareness was more... Um, but I had it like chopped off into smaller pieces. So I didn't consider it self-awareness, but after reading what we've learned, it all has tied together. So I actually have a a much larger meaning or understanding for self-awareness when it comes to me.
0: I I agree. I feel, I feel the same way.
1: Um, like for example, I used to consider self-awareness meditation or mindfulness um, An emotional intelligence all to be, like, the same sort yeah. of thing. But they're all separate.
0: And w- like you said, they're all tied together, though. So it's, like, one umbrella of, like, emotional intelligence and, like, what comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it making you more self-aware. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: for me, self-awareness, I thought, was just, like, I know my feelings, I know how to express my feelings, I know how to understand different perspectives, which is also a part of self-awareness, but there's, um, again, more that comes with that. Mm -hmm. Um, When do you think that you first became self-aware?
1: I think that maybe the second half of high school for me was when I started to develop self-awareness or some kind of self-awareness like more than just like the basic like I can recognize myself in the mirror or pictures or whatever um yeah the second part of high school for me I think was kind of when my Vision was cleared a little bit more on what life was like for me yeah. and how it was a toxic environment that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once I got out of that, when I went to college, then things completely changed for me. So it might not have been until I was like 18 that I had more self-awareness.
0: And in our research, we read that you are self-aware, like in uh what was it? Reflective, reflective. way. Um, by the age of one um. so I guess like for me like you said I was self-aware in that like and you had to recognize myself in the mirror but also like I knew somewhat of who I was mm-hmm. Um. not in depth like I know now but I was someone that very early on was always questioning like Who am I? What are these feelings that I'm feeling? Like Mm -hmm. very early on in my life, always questioning like what those things meant. So I have a question.
1: Yeah. Part of what we were looking at, it talked about internal self-awareness and external self-awareness. Right. For me, I'm thinking I always had external self-awareness because... That's how I was able to survive in the environment that I was living in. Yeah. But my internal self-awareness wasn't until later in high school. What do you think it was for you?
0: Let's talk first about what is internal um, self-awareness and what is external self-awareness so that everybody's aware. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, internal self-awareness is when you're able to see your own values, passions, dreams, goals, um how you fit with your environment, your thoughts, feelings, behaviors, mm-hmm. strengths, weaknesses, sure. and how we impact others. Um, people who have internal self-awareness that can also like tie in with job and relationship satisfaction, personal and social control, happiness, where external self-awareness has to do with our understanding of how other people see us yeah like in terms of whatever i listed off before sure
0: um i think then with that understanding i would say that i had internal self-awareness i never understood how it is that people were portraying me or how i affected certain people i feel like i was ignorant to that but i did have a lot of internal Mm -hmm. self-awareness because i lived a lot in my head i feel like i was always trying to figure out what was going on with within me Mm um do you think that's how you were able to like escape from
1: the harshness of your reality was by going inward and kind of, in a way, numbing out and just hanging out in your head. Probably. Because I think for me... Like
0: a def- like a survival mode. Yeah. Like,
1: Where for me, I would, like, numb out what I was feeling yeah. and instead do whatever I felt other people needed me to do or be who I needed to yeah. be in their eyes. that's
0: very interesting that we... Created like a different defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, you went cool. in and
1: shut yeah. off your out. Yeah, and I shut off my in.
0: It just shows how people are so like different when it comes to like how you receive things, like experiences and all that. It's mm-hmm. just it's so cool.
1: Did you know that? Um, well, one of the statistics I saw for self awareness that. Only 10 to 15 percent of people actually fit the criteria of being self aware.
0: That's so crazy. Like, a lot of
1: people think that they are, that yeah. they have self awareness, but it's a small percentage that actually fits.
0: And I feel because, like, like us, we thought that self awareness was just like these one or two things, when it actually is like a list of things that mm-hmm. you have to obtain to become self-aware. Mhm. So it's not it's not that simple to to get there. Um Yeah.
1: One thing that I really liked um that I found was that introspection like looking inward doesn't necessarily mean the same thing as like having better self-awareness. Yes. And that some there was some research that suggested that most people who are able to practice introspection aren't necessarily doing it right. Yeah. Um. It said that, like, a lot of the time people with introspective thought, they're asking, like, why? Yeah. When we should be asking what. So instead of why do I feel upset, instead saying what situations make me feel upset, is there anything in common with them? Right. So that would be more self-awareness. You're tying, like more things into that rather than just introspective, like, why me? Why mm-hmm. why is this happening to me? Because those people who are more introspective can also, um, it can lead to, like, higher depression and anxiety and just, like, overall feelings of inadequateness yeah. or whatever.
0: I feel like that's happened to me before. Where like maybe I feel like I'm an introspective person, and I like overthink and overthink, mm-hmm. you know what I mean you'll dig into the why like yeah, well why,
1: yeah why when when instead, we can look at it a little bit more objectively with the what style question, yeah, what happened here? Mm-hmm. what is the the commonality here? What yeah. can I do to change things
0: but sometimes if we're in a specific like environment and you are self-aware, I think that what it's helped me is that, how it's helped me is that there are people that I know I cannot change. And even though I understand the dynamic, like what happens when I interact with this person, I also know now that it's nothing that I'm doing wrong. For This person to act this way, it's on them, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I really had a hard time learning because I always felt like I was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this person's acting this way towards me because I said something or I wasn't being um, understanding or truly listening.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so yeah, I think you have to really understand that you're not in control of other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of self-awareness as well.
1: Absolutely. Um, That graph that I showed you earlier, which, yeah. by the way, everybody, I'll put that on our Instagram. Um, having that awareness, knowing that it's not just about you or just about them, mm-hmm. that was like the equivalent of having a high internal self-awareness and high external self-awareness. So the people who maybe don't have as much internal self-awareness, they can be like people pleasers. Yeah. um, Or seekers. Um, For pleasers, they're higher external and lower internal. And that's described as um, being so focused on appearing a certain way to others that you might be overlooking what matters to yourself yeah. and over time, that tends to make choices. You tend to make choices that aren't in service of yourself yeah. and your success and ful- fulfillment. You're doing it for others. Right. Um, seekers. That's when you have low internal and external self-awareness. And these are people who don't know who they are, don't know what they stand for. They don't know how there are people see them. Um, they can also really feel stuck and frustrated with performance in different areas of their life and
0: relationships. That one hits like home right now, because I'm not going to say any names or anything, but I have someone in my life right now that I'm realizing has no self-awareness. This is another part of like why this conversation came about. Um,
1: so there are four different archetypes for the self-awareness and i talked about aware pleasers seekers you have somebody in your life that's more of a seeker right now Mm -hmm. um and you've become more aware from being more introspective the introspective people have high internal self-awareness but low external self-awareness so like we were saying before, like coming into your brain and kind of numbing the outside world. Um, So these people, they're clear on who they are and don't challenge their own views or search for blind spots by getting feedback from others. They're kind of like disconnected from that external, um, which can then lead to harm within their relationships and limit their success because they're not broadening like their input. You know.
0: Yeah, they're they're not open to listening to other people's opinions or um, advice. Even mm-hmm. trying to understand that, like, how can I have a relationship with someone that is not self aware, mm-hmm. and how can I help them get there? Mm-hmm. The person
1: in your life who's more of a seeker right now, what do you feel like your role is for them to reach self-awareness?
0: For me, it's hard to help this person get there from, from that point of them being a seeker because that's not how I started out. But I feel that maybe teaching him how to be receptive to other people like really listen. Mhm. Um I feel like this person kind of shuts out what anybody else has to say because they've been talked to talked talked down to all their lives. So they're just like I don't want to hear it anymore. You know what I mean like mm-hmm. which I get defensive. Yes, defensive because that's been like they've been on survival mode and that mm-hmm. was their way to cope mm-hmm. with what was going on around him. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like right now just like making him aware of how his behavior affects me mm-hmm. and the people around him. Mm-hmm. I feel that also, like, and here's just, like, a random thought I'm having. If you are not externally self-aware, are those people most likely to be narcissists? I don't know. Because I I feel like that's a big deal for, like, or, like, a huge issue with narcissists is that... They don't really care about how their behavior affects the people around them. And they're always the victim. Mm -hmm. And they never do anything wrong.
1: And it it does seem that way. But I know that they can also sometimes be consciously aware that if i do this this is how the person's gonna react Mm. so that's and purposely trigger yeah yeah so they can be aware and focus on like how they appear to others and how they interact with others so that's that external self-awareness so i'm sure there are some just like with anybody um There are some narcissists that maybe are more introspective or some that are a little bit more pleasers or some that have a balance of both. But I don't... That's a really good question. We should look into how, like, narcissism is with self-awareness.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I was just thinking that. So
1: for you and that person in your life, you're, you're just planning on, like showing them how their actions or words or whatever has an effect on you and the other people in their life. Right. What are other things that they can do to become more self-aware or people in general? How can they become more self-aware?
0: I feel like with internal self-awareness and external self-awareness, you can do different things. Um, but I, I think that for the most part, I think a big thing would be To have people in your life that also are willing to speak to you and communicate that they are feeling a specific way or to be able to understand your emotions and regulate your emotions. Mm -hmm. I feel like you also have to be around people that are just as self-aware to help you get there. Mm -hmm. Because... a big part of why I think I didn't have that external self-awareness was that there was no communication in my household. Nobody ever talked about their feelings. And if you tried, no one listened.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so I feel like growing up in that type of household and surrounding yourself with people like that, it can make it harder for you to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like having open communication, being honest, and really listening is another way to be able to help this person open up and Mm -hmm. be a little more self-aware. On that, with
1: me and my Mm self-awareness, I wonder if, because in my household, it was... How do I say this? So rather than like how you might affect somebody else in in your household, mine was the opposite. So it's like, look at what you did. This is what you did. And this is how it affects them. Look at what they did. This is how it affects us. How dare you? You know, it was like the negative part of it, but it was like those interpersonal interactions that were highlighted more rather than like, how we were thinking or feeling as an individual is more on your actions that's interesting
0: yeah so i mean it makes sense that you were more externally and then
1: if we were asked a question like you know how are you feeling or are you upset or whatever it was yeah we were shut down or we were told like how we were feeling wasn't true or accurate
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or are like we were asked a question that was, like, an opinion-based answer... Yeah. ...and then told our opinion was wrong. Yeah. Because X, Y, Z, or whatever. So I guess that maybe shut off that part of my own internal self-awareness. Yeah. Because I was told that that wasn't right. There was... That I was wrong or whatever. And instead looking at how my actions affect others and vice versa. Yeah. Hmm. um, I did see some um, other things. It was on positivepsychology.com. They had um, a cute little thing on different ways to cultivate self-awareness. And they have it in, like, five groups. So one of them is create time and space. Okay. Practice mindfulness. Journal your awareness. Practice listening. And gain a different perspective. So then under each thing there was like a another thing so for practice mindfulness one of them was pay attention to your inner state as it arises um try mindful walking eating listening for create space and time it said to connect with yourself daily and avoid digital distractions and like carve out time just to be alone yeah um for journaling It said to process your thoughts through writing. So rather than like sitting and being mindful about it, you're writing it out.
0: That's so crazy because like for me, writing was always a way to better understand myself and my feelings
1: like you're able to get it out all of it and then see all of it rather than having it all like swirling around in here yeah head.
0: and you know what was interesting at first i used to think it was so weird now that like we're learning all this stuff i'm like okay i get why i did that i would write a journal entry and read it a couple mm. of times and even like a couple of months down the road I'd go ahead and revisit that journal entry to try again to understand what was happening mm-hmm. or what state of mind I was in.
1: See, that's how you got more awareness.
0: You were asking the what. That's so crazy. Um, I didn't even know I was doing it, guys. Oh, God, I'm so Look awesome. at you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: for the practice listening, it said to pay attention to the speaker, observe, their emotions and body language and don't judge or evaluate. So just take in what you're seeing as it is rather than filtering it through. Like, Oh, I think they're thinking this or I feel like
0: they're feeling that. And dude, that also right now is like synchronicity so hard because I'm, I am right now learning so much about myself and other people because I'm, Sort of guiding this person in my life. And in doing so, I'm practicing what I preach in a sense, right? Um, With that, what you just said now, Mm -hmm. which I forgot where I was going with that. Um, Hmm.
1: Observe. Oh, I said don't judge or evaluate. So you're just taking things in as they are.
0: I had to learn. In a very hard way that people and how they react towards me is it's not it's not on me. It's not personal. Like Mm -hmm. I can't I can't sit there and say, Well, this person's acting this way towards me because I'm so off like I I'm like again always blaming myself and realizing that people act the way that they're acting because of themselves, because mm-hmm. of whatever internal battle they're having or whatever negative issues they're dealing with at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, and that was something I'm still learning till this day to not take it personal. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. Yeah. That And that's so hard, dude.
1: I feel like I'm like on that level right now too. Yeah. Like trying to figure that out, like how to... How to take things with a grain of salt, yes. so to speak. Like, how how to just let things come as they are mm-hmm. and not, like, hyperfixate on it and, like, yep. wonder and worry and overthink. Yes. And then also acknowledge that
0: that's happening
1: because of them, not because of me.
0: And this is for, like, daily shit, too, because we're talking about, like... You wake up, you go to Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast, and the cashier lady is, like, giving you a hard time. And she's just, like, pissed off because you wanted to change something on your order. And mm-hmm. they're stomping, and they throw your change—not throw their change at you, but whatever. Whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you know that they're not having a good morning. And, I, I mean, I'd be pissed. Um, Typically, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with this person or whatever, you know, like... Or, like, what did I do? What did I do? Like, maybe I was asking for too much. Like, why did I ask for that Mm -hmm. extra pump of vanilla and shit? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not about me. It's not about you. It's this person projecting whatever negative thing is happening to them or if they're having a horrible morning, it's them projecting Mm -hmm. it. Don't take it personally. Right.
1: Yeah, and then... To be able to recognize that, okay, they're having a bad day because of something in their life, not Mm -hmm. something that I did, and then being able to still treat them with empathy Mm -hmm. and not, like, throw it right back at them. Like, oh, if they're going to be rude to me, then I'm going to be rude back.
0: Yes, but here's what kind of clouds that idea for me when I respond that way. I feel like I'm very empathetic towards other people, Mm -hmm. almost too much sometimes, Like, I've always been able to put myself in other people's shoes, right? Like they say or, like, see it from a different perspective. Um, But I feel like a lot of times that also makes me, like, try to justify people's negative behavior. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that could be an issue, too. Like, you need to learn how to balance because it's, like, if somebody does something wrong to me, I'm like, well, that just means that this and this and that, like their trauma or, you know, they weren't feeling good. And it's just like, I have to be like understanding right mm-hmm. now. And,
1: and that's like the the pleaser side yes, of that external self-awareness. Yeah. Instead it's going to be better for everybody involved if you're able to be more aware of what you need as mm-hmm. well and to be able to set boundaries. Like, no, ma'am, you don't get to talk to me like that. Yes. That was very disrespectful. You know, whatever the, whatever the situation mm-hmm. is, whatever the case might be. Like, you're, you're able to set those boundaries so that they get what they need and you get what you need and yes. there's more balance to the situation.
0: And balance is... I mean, it's so hard to find a balance with everything in mm-hmm. life. How do you get to that middle ground? How do you get to that perfect amount of just this and that? Like, that's always just so hard. hmm What about self-awareness in animals? Do we know if animals have self-awareness?
1: So I did look into that a little bit. Um, for a long time, it was believed that animals didn't really have any self-awareness. Um but more studies are showing that there are a lot of animals that have, have self-awareness, even in just, like, the reflective self-awareness. So, like, being able to recognize their own image mm-hmm. in a mirror, reflection, picture, whatever. Um, the study argues that any, any animal capable of imagining future outcomes of their action must have a primitive sense of self. Yeah, so if they're able to think about like how when I do this like what what's going to happen from that. Yeah, so I think about it like like a lion or something like that, like out in the safari like they they're able to like calculate. Okay, if I start running at this one, they're all going to run or if I sneak up on that one. I'll be able to kill that one rather than, like, all of them running and I have to, like, struggle. Like, because they're able to think about that stuff. The outcome. Yeah, the outcome of their actions. They have some kind of, like, basic primitive sense of self.
0: That makes sense. That's pretty cool.
1: I always gravitate to, like, cats.
0: (laughs) Sam is such a cat cat mom. mom. She really is, guys. Oh, my God. It's so freaking cute.
1: They're adorable.
0: (laughs) Um, I think that for me, it's being a mom. It's also going to be interesting to watch my kids become more self-aware. Like, my oldest right now is at just, like, this really... I think she's in, like, a pivotal point in her life. And there's so much, like, mental maturity that is happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, her finding herself and being able to set boundaries and just, like, all these things that come with, like, maturity, really. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's so cool to watch. But, like, even, like, my 4-year-old is starting to learn about, I feel like, self-awareness. Like, we're always talking about, like, okay, what is it that you're feeling right now? Like, you're having a tantrum, but why i'm just frustrated i don't feel good but uh, and and so we're able to
1: talk about that Mm -hmm. Um, to learn help them learn how to recognize their their emotions emotions. what they're feeling recognize their actions and how it affects others
0: and speaking of that um we a big part of self-awareness and really like where it all kind of begins like the top thing to have for self-awareness is emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and that is having the ability to regulate your emotions to be able to pinpoint what you're feeling as well
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and what others are feeling
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um and i feel like even now at four years old My daughter is already learning those things. Nice. You know, I don't know. I feel like there's so much as a parent that you can do to help your child get there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about, like, how hard that is to, like, help yourself and help your child. Mm -hmm.
1: And then when they're behaving in a way because they don't know how to regulate themselves then you're, like, her inner person, inner child, or whatever. You have to, like, catch that so you don't just react. Yes. And then you have to, like, process it, and then...
0: I'll tell you (laughs) what. With being a mom, though, like, right now, I'm learning a lot of new lessons. Um, Of course, we all know that you have to... You learn a lot to have a lot of patience with kids. But right now, I think the most beautiful lesson that I'm learning is to regulate my own emotions. And I feel like that's something that I still have not been able to perfect. I didn't even know that I still needed to work on that for myself. Well, it's because your kids give you different triggers. Yep. You've been
1: able to, you know, recognize your triggers in other areas of your life. But there are brand new triggers you didn't realize were there coming through with your children.
0: And it's like high pressure too because whenever they're like they seem to be emotionally dysregulated when you're like in a pinch dude Mm -hmm. like when you're like we gotta go we gotta fucking go let's get our shit together
1: that's when they're like "Ah." do you think it's because you're not regulated in those moments and they're feeding off of that
0: yes and that's what that's my biggest lesson right now right now in my life that's what i'm trying to master here it's like breathe how do we get through this Mm -hmm. but i know that i have to first calm myself a lot of the times what i'm doing right now is that like i'll go away for a second like if my child is acting up and not listening or just like having a tantrum i'll walk away for a little bit and go to like the kitchen area or maybe like go into another room for a second and kind of like help myself calm down mm-hmm. And then I'm able to come back and say like, okay, now I can help you process your emotion.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: let's talk about that. you know my four-year-old is awesome. I feel like she does a great job with it. Um, but yeah we're just trying to understand what our feelings are right now what are you feeling and how can you communicate that to me in a way where it's not going to be like you're having a tantrum Mm -hmm. how can you just tell me how you feel right like i
1: can't understand what you're feeling when you're throwing these things around i need you to explain to me with your words
0: and in now that i'm thinking about that in In a sense, like, we're working on Mm self-awareness together. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: How I can become better self-aware and how I can help her find self-awareness at an early age, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I I feel like the earlier you become self-aware, the more success you'll have early on in life. Mm -hmm. Because you're just going to be a lot more successful if you're able to... Be fully self aware, you know, it helps you in your workplace, I feel like you're better you're able to be a better team player.
1: In in all of your relationships. In
0: all of your relationships. Because you're not
1: only looking at like your emotions and stuff like that, you're looking at your actions and then asking for input on those things. Right. Like you're you're able to say like, Oh, you know what, I did this wrong. How can I do better next time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Some of the things that can be barriers for self-awareness that I saw is, like, unwillingness to seek feedback, which is mm. what I was just talking about. Yes. Um, A lack of mindfulness, a cognitive bias, a confirmation bias, and then remembering self versus experiencing self. Hmm. And also I saw that meditation and mindfulness and... With self-awareness that if you are more mindful and if you have more meditation that your self-awareness will get better
0: and I feel like that's I mean for sure true because I've been meditating for years now I I stop here and there in between but I feel like the best thing that I kind of take from meditation is that I'm able to clear my mind completely. So there is no bias. Like there is no what did he think? What did I think? What did they think? What did I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's none of that going on. My mind is completely clear of any opinions, thoughts, any of it. And then when I come back to to try to think about a situation or just like my life in general or like what I want to change. I'm able to see it with, like, a fresh set of eyes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No clouding of my mind. It's just fresh. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, meditation, obviously, it helps. Guys, if you can get into it, even if you do, like, five minutes, ten minutes a day, you will gain so much perspective. Mm -hmm.
1: And meditation doesn't have to be you, like sitting in this, like, perfect no. yoga pose, okay. set up in this certain specific situation. Yeah. Can I say more S's? <laughs> um, it can be just you sitting in your car. Like, you just parked your car. You're about to go into work or go home. And you can just sit there and, like, just concentrate on your breathing. and.
0: Or even if you don't want to meditate necessarily while you sit down in your car just like isolated from something you can meditate washing dishes mm-hmm. you can meditate while you're going on a walk by staying mindful
1: taking um, a shower Yes. staring out a window
0: yep. and that's part of mindfulness which in turn makes you better self aware because you're taking the time to sit with the present moment mm-hmm. um, you're not thinking about future you're not thinking about the past you're not thinking about anything you're just present yeah um so that's that's also a big part of all this and i hope that everyone can find self-awareness i hope that we can all better understand ourselves and each other Mm -hmm. um i really hope that for you guys We're going to
1: share a bunch of information that we found when looking into this. And um, one of the links that I'll have in the show notes is like 50 tips on how to like have more self-awareness.
0: This is the ultimate new year, new me. Um, Working on your uh, mental health, working on just finding peace Mm -hmm. within ourselves, within our our circle um mm-hmm. and really i just hope that everybody is able to find it hey it's hard we're out here learning yeah. every day
1: every day every day and even if you don't like fully learn the lesson yes in a day don't worry it's going to come up again and you'll be able to move through it yes. and sometimes you end up going back to a lesson you thought you already learned Yes. you thought you thought you already like tested out of it and it turns out you forgot something
0: I feel like I've, and I've used this kind of like example or analogy um, a lot of times when I'm trying to teach other people about growth and like mental growth and just like wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like life throws these like, (sighs) these crazy wave of things at you so that you can learn that specific lesson and then level up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And until you really learn that lesson, you won't level up and shit's still going to come your way. Mm-hmm. So while we're always wondering, why is this happening to me? Why? Why? It's is because the, you didn't fully learn the lesson the first time. You didn't learn the lesson. And you need to take the time and reflect on that. like. And yeah, ask oh,
1: other people too. Yeah. Like, hey, what am I missing here? This keeps coming up for me. I thought I did everything I needed to to work through it. What am I missing?
0: And what's that word I'm looking for? Like when you like accept that you did something wrong, like take accountability. Yes. Take accountability, dude
1: it's hard at first it's really fucking hard i know i used to really struggle with it but it's made things a lot easier for me by like i've noticed a difference by me taking accountability like oh i didn't do this right rather than like digging on myself you know getting really worked up about it it's
0: or also blaming other people because i feel like you can i feel like people do that Mm -hmm. like if they're like if I don't know somebody's giving you like constructive criticism or something you can take it and be defensive in Mm -hmm. a sense you Mm -hmm. know what i mean also that has a lot to do with trauma though like if you were always somebody that was shut down or you know like Mm -hmm. that but yeah having that
1: accountability yes helps to like allow for a smoother transition into the next next thing or like having more flow with the situation rather than getting stuck and caught up in the What we did wrong or what they did wrong, taking that accountability like, oh, I could have done this better or, oh, I could have responded to that better, handled this better. What can I do moving forward that will help me to move through things like this with more ease or for it to not happen?
0: Yes, With that, people, we're going to say goodbye today. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We hope that you learned as well. You know, we learned a lot from the research that we did um, Mm -hmm. trying to prepare for this episode. So we hope that we in turn helped you, maybe gave you some tips or some recognition or something as to like what you can work on Mm -hmm. to be better self-aware. Or even just, like, reflect on how far you've come. Yes, yes, that also, because it's mm-hmm. not always like, oh, what can I do to get better? Like, think about where you are now and how that's already a win, because yeah. it is. It's not just about the
1: future, it's the past and present, too.
0: Yes, and with that, we hope you have a wonderful week, weekend, wherever you're at. We um, hope great things come your way. Mm-hmm follow us on instagram yes
1: scattered brain sam and osi sam underscore and underscore osy
0: yes and see you next time bye bye
1: you for joining us welcome to this week's guided meditation for this week's meditation I just kind of want to give an example of how you don't need to have things perfect to take a moment to meditate so no background music this week, just the sound or sounds of my life in the background. I've got my ice roller for my face. Getting settled with my breath. I want you to do the same. Take nice deep breaths. Do a mental check on everything that you feel. Take note of any pain, whether physical or emotional. Make yourself aware to any happiness you might feel, any fear, hope. Acknowledge those. We don't have to be, you know, on point all the time. Sometimes life, a lot of times, life is messy. It's our behavior in response to the messiness that can help make life a little bit more smooth, make things go more smoothly. Or it can make things feel more stressful or chaotic. Just take this moment now to recognize these feelings and just be aware of them. We don't need to make any changes right now. We don't need to worry about anything additional. Take a nice deep breath. I suffer. I am happy. I fear. I hope. Now repeat those mantras for as long as you need until each of those areas receive the acknowledgement that they deserve. I suffer. I am happy. I fear, I hope. Understand that suffering is just as normal as joy. Begin to understand that fear goes hand in hand with hope. That these feelings are what make us feel alive in the present moment. Slowly visualize each of these four feelings. First, your suffering, then your happiness, your fear, and your hope. Imagine all of those feelings standing in front of you in a line. Take a small step towards your suffering and embrace it as hard as you can. In your happiness, your fear, and your hope. Take a moment to say thank you to these emotions. Thank you for the lessons that they can bring. You are alive. Part of life is living with these emotions and more. Anytime you start to feel overwhelmed with any emotion, you can take a moment like this to check into your breath, your body, acknowledge whatever feeling it is, say thank you, thank you for the lessons. And you can ask for guidance if you need to move forward or if you already know where you need to go, we can do that. I hope you all have a good rest of your day. We'll see you next time.